Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the hotline. He is part of the wake-up call with KB and Andy on 107.5 The Fan. The KB is Kevin Bowen. And Kevin, we normally have you on every Monday to recap what happened with the Colts. And yes, we're going to do that. We'll get there. But let's start with the Indiana football Hoosiers. They have fired Tom Allen. They have fired their coach. They're going to pay him to not be around anymore. Your thoughts? Yeah, I thought it was a decision that had to be made. Honestly, in a way, I'm kind of impressed that Indiana football made such a move. They, you know, the buyout, uh, $15.5 million, um, will be paid in a couple of installments. Um, that's a sign that you're ready to kind of jump in the big boy pool, and and, and you better, frankly, uh, when you're going into an expanded Big Ten conference. They're adding great teams. You've been the laughing stock in college football you know, for the better part of multiple decades. So uh, it shows you're willing to maybe bring something other than a knife to a gunfight. And, and again, I think that's vital uh, when you talk about the Big Ten conference and, and really the college football landscape in today's day and age. Um, you know, it, it, to me, it's inexcusable that Indiana, in the harder division, which should be acknowledged in the current Big Ten landscape, they're in the Big Ten East, that they can't even be Rutgers or Maryland. Uh, you know, Rutgers and Maryland over the last few years have shown to be competent and, you know, bowl-caliber teams, and that should at least be kind of the bare minimum for where you're at with Indiana and this higher moving forward. So any names out there? I saw a report, and I think it might be ridiculous, and I'm sure you probably talked about it this morning, that John Gruden was the Hail Mary uh, option wow. thrown out there by some IU <laughs> trustee. I don't know if that's true or not, but who's on the short list here? Yeah, I mean, that was kind of quickly, I think, um, whatever, debunked, <laughs> if you will, by some of the more whatever local people plugged into IU. John Gruden's agent clearly trying to burn some midnight oil there. Um, for his client, um, to me, I think anytime you see these hires, Pacers, Colts, IU basketball, whatever, uh, Purdue football last year with Ryan Walters, it's a 180 from what you just had. So what would that mean? Okay, it would mean uh, head coaching experience, and it would mean offensive mind. Um, so I think that is the route that they will probably go. Now, I threw out the name uh, Antoine randall and I think a lot of people will obviously remember Randall as being one of the greatest players in Indiana football history. Yeah. He's currently an assistant with the Detroit Lions coaching staff. Um, it would be a risk. It would be an outside-of-the-box think. It would be uh, not someone that fits the criteria that I necessarily just laid out. But to me, you got to inject life. you got to do something a bit unique to try and get NIL backing, to try and create attention around your program. Um, a run-of-the-mill, you know, the best head coach of the MAC or some retread head coach – to me, that just keeps you as a doormat program at a loaded conference. I think, again, bringing that attention, bringing a name where it's like, oh, wait, Randall L? Whoa. I mean, that's, that's a name that resonates. Yep. That resonates to the generation of uh, boosters that you're going to be relying on for the next couple of decades. Um, again, I think it adds some sort of fanfare with you know, high school coaches, um, you know, particularly maybe even younger recruits that saw play at the Steelers, et cetera, et cetera, those sorts of things. So, again, I'm not expecting them to go down that path. 
but he's a name that I think IU should should look at to get a little outside of the box. Speaking with Kevin Bowen, 107.5, the fan here on the Hammer and Nigel show. Colts win yesterday 27-20 at home against the Bucks, and we'll get there in just a second, but were you shocked last week that the Colts waived Shaq Leonard? And even more surreal, seeing him uh, at the game yesterday, the Colts paying tribute to him yesterday. What What did you think of that whole scenario? Yeah, I guess let's start with last Tuesday, Nige. I, I was surprised by the timing. That was it. His play on the field deserved to be benched. Um, borderline cut, sure. Um, and, and then I think when you do a little talking in the media like that, uh, you're going to bring a little bit more attention to yourself. And if you're not backing that up with your play on the field, uh, you can become a distraction. Um, so that, to me, you know, timing-wise, in season, you just don't see many teams cut a captain, take a guy off the side of their building, if you will, uh, mid-season like that, when the financial gain wasn't really that immense or a big reason why you did that, you know, in the middle of November, let alone, what, three hours before you had a turkey giveaway here in Indianapolis. As far as yesterday, boy, at first I'm like, boy, this is kind of odd. I'll be totally <laughs> honest. That was my yeah. first thought, like, wait a minute, a tribute video? The guy was just cut five days ago, uh, and then he's on the Jumbotron. I'm like, wait a minute, this is a scene from a movie here. I'm like, what is going on? And then, sure enough, to continue the movie script, Ronnie Harrison Jr., the guy that took his roster spot, he makes an interception like four plays later. So it was all just kind of a crazy range of emotions there. Um, I do think, I guess, you know, kudos to everybody involved that you can kind of put that emotion aside and, and do honor someone that I think deserves to be honored. I mean, at one point, I mean, he was, and I think you could make an argument, he's the greatest linebacker in franchise history. And at one point, he was on a pathway to Canton, Ohio uh, for the Hall of Fame. I know we forget what happened in those first four seasons, but he was doing things that no linebacker's ever done in the NFL. Um, you know, in a way, Andrew Luck has never received that sort of treatment uh, from this fan base. Or, you know, insert maybe, you know, I don't know, Bob Sanders has gotten that moment. So, you know, w- w- when you're able to have that moment, Sure, celebrated. I just can't believe we saw it five days after he got the scissors. Kevin Bowen from 107.5, the fan with us. So this was a text that I got from Nigel yesterday during the game, (laughs) Kevin. Quote, good Lord, Gardner is a turnover machine. Some bad football on display today. It feels like this is a text that we get every single week, but somehow, some way, the Colts find themselves in a position to win the game. Is there a way the audience and myself could subscribe to the back and forth text? <laughs> was, during a Colts game? That was one of the cleanest um, um, uh, curse word free texts. Uh, right. One of the rare texts I sent. If these yesterday. things were public, Kevin, there yeah. wouldn't be the uh, big send off like Shaq Leonard got. We would be fired without the fanfare. Yeah, pink slip would look a little different. Uh, yeah, it is crazy because, like you said, he had that interception in the second quarter, then the very next drive, he's thankful that Alec Pierce made a great play as a defensive back, if you will, to not let uh, there be another uh, interception there. Yeah, I mean, the Colts are winning in spite of Gardner Minshew. Um, it, it took me credit to Shane Sykin that they can even muster up enough offensively, you know, with a quick rhythm kind of tempo passing game that worked early on. And once the Bucks kind of caught on, that didn't work. But in your run game, uh, I, I thought it was very solid yesterday, r- really efficient, both Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. And I thought you finally got that timely defense. You know, I think back to when you guys and I chatted after the Cleveland game or even at moments last season. You know, there's been games last year, I think of Philly, I think of Washington, I think of Houston, all home games, Cleveland earlier this year, 
where you've had a win sitting there on a platter, and all you've needed is your defense to make one stop. And in a moment where your defensive line has got an opportunity to ramp up the pass rush, they weren't able to do that in any of those four games. You lost all four of them. Well, yesterday you had that chance, and your offense was sputtering, and you were leaking oil, and Rigoberto Sanchez didn't hit a great punt. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, my gosh, are they gonna, is Tampa going to go for two and win this game in regulation? And sure enough, Samson Evacom, uh, the new free agent signing from the 49ers, he makes a great play with the strip sack of Baker Mayfield. Dio Dangbo pounces on it, and you win the game. So, uh, you know, I think those are some of the reasons why you won. Um, obviously, you continue to benefit from, you know, I think one of the more easier schedules that you'll see, particularly this current stretch. Right. Three I'm, games. I'm looking at this um, stretch here, Kevin, and I know this Sunday it's a tough division game at Tennessee, but you've got a rookie quarterback in Will Levis. After that, you've got the Bengals without Joe Burrow, the Steelers, I don't think anybody's scared of Kenny Pickett, and then the Falcons, the Raiders, and the Texans. They're not going to face a legitimate stud quarterback probably until the Texans in the final week of the regular season. Yeah, last uh, last week, yesterday, I guess, Baker Mayfield to me was the second best quarterback you'll face all year. And I don't think we even labeled, labeled Baker as some you know top 15 quarterback in this league. So uh, that's the beauty of this year's schedule. It's the beauty of finishing last in the division the previous year is you parity has in the NFL where you're going to play an easier schedule and you're paired up with the NFC South which is one of the uh, easiest divisions in all of football on the other side this season. So that obviously is to your benefit. But at the same time, even with this schedule, I don't think anybody had the Colts 6-5 and five at the start of December. So, again, some major credit to Shane Steichen and that staff for having this football team in a position. Right now they have the final playoff spot. Uh, like you said, it's manageable. There are some big games, though, uh, in particular Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. That Houston game to end the year will be huge. But still. Uh, I thought they went seven games at the start of the year, and I know a lot of people were shocked that I said seven, but I didn't have them at six and five at this point. So, uh, again, they've created a ton of playoff hope, and now they're on the road for two in a row, and when they get back to play Pittsburgh in three weeks, that game is just going to be absolutely massive when you look at the current playoff picture. Where can we get more coverage? Yeah, 107.5thefan.com. Tomorrow morning I'm going to post – uh, kind of a playoff look at where things stand right now. Again, kind of crazy that I'm even doing that after where we were, where we were at this time last year. But I'll do that up on our website. And the morning show is the wake-up call with myself, K- KB, Kevin Bowen, and Andy Sweeney, 7 to 10 a.m. over on The Fan. Kevin Bowen, 107.5 The Fan. KB, thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, Nige. Yeah. On par with what the NBA is doing with their in-season tournament. Okay. Coming up next... Biden Madness in-season wow. tournament. Okay. Biden against Kamala. We will have matchup number one <laughs> next.